Okay, we're live on location, episode number nine, with Mr. Adam Bradley, and where did you grow up? I actually grew up in St. Albert, similar to Tom Chisholm, born and raised there in a hospital that is now torn down. Oh, really? Yeah, St. Albert General, huge hospital. Sweet. Very small. Sweet. And uh, so what What was the childhood of Adam Bradley? Like uh, brothers, sisters? Yeah, you bet. I got one younger brother. Um, he was born in St. Albert as well. Uh, we're about a year and a half apart, so grew up really close. It felt like Christmas morning when I got a little brother, so we're, uh, we're pretty tight. He lives in Brooks, southern Alberta, so mm-hmm. I don't get to see him a ton, but uh, we are still very close. We talk multiple times during the week. Nice. But yeah. Try to maintain that. So, um, grew up in St. Albert, went to school in St. Albert? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Paul Kane High School, and uh, gosh, I can't remember the elementary school. I think it was Robert Rundle, and then Sir George Simpson, and then, yeah, Paul Kane High School. Okay, and so in high school, did you know you wanted to be a carpenter? How, how did the transition into the trade look? You know what? It wasn't anywhere near that. I wanted to be a mechanic desperately mechanic yeah my old man is a automotive service technician as I'm air quoting with my hands yeah and uh, my then high school sweetheart she uh, her old man was a heavy-duty mechanic okay so I thought to myself well they probably make a little bit more why don't I try doing that so I actually went to the Nate fair um, gosh this would have been 2002 dating myself and uh, found out quickly I'd need physics 20 among many other courses quickly changed my mind my best friend at the time his family had a uh, finishing carpentry company Mm. so it was kind of a at the moment more of a time killer yeah i'll go try this until i can figure out what i actually want to do probably the oldest story in the book and still doing it to this day so you went into finishing interesting now was that residential commercial everything or yeah 100 percent residential actually okay we did a really wide gamut of work actually i did a lot of condo suites apartment suites all the way up to estate homes so are we talking case and base uh shelving yeah lots of of mdf lots way too much mdf everything was paint grade it seemed like we'd have these beautiful eight foot cherry solid doors with flat white mdf trim on them yeah i could never get my head around it but it was a really common practice wow wow and that was in you said 2002 yeah 2002 I graduated from high school again dating myself uh, so yeah that 2003 2004 was that kind of era for me yeah and then uh, yeah from there just being in that industry and being around those people I uh, quickly started rubbing shoulders with people who were apprenticing which I knew nothing about at the moment and uh, were making substantially more money than me and yeah. had something called benefits oh Think of that. Things I knew nothing about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, eventually I convinced the owner of that uh, woodworking company to let me apprentice as a carpenter. And he did. And let me go to school for Nate and all that. So I started chasing my apprenticeship that way. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, fun fact, um, during second and third year I met uh, one Amelia Jean McCreese. Oh, really? Who was at the time working at Graham. Um, Her and another friend of ours, uh, Gary, or Jay, we know them um they're kind of like kid like you're making how much no 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 you could come work for us tomorrow 
you'd be out in the trenches slinging concrete, doing all kinds of big construction, making X amount. And you get full benefits and RSPs. And of course, all I saw was stars and dollar signs, right? So she actually convinced me to jump ship and I ended up with Graham. Um, I think it was around 2006, 2007. Okay. We were doing the Belgravia LRT. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you and Amy go way back. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so did, did you finish your first year with a finishing company and then went second year, third year, fourth year with Graham? Or? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It was, um, yeah, I finished that. Sorry, I should correct that. Fourth year, I actually went back to finishing. Okay. Uh, Graham got slower. Maybe I just didn't hack it. I never found out the truth. Yeah. But uh, I left Graham then and went back to finishing. And at that point, I would have been around 25. I started my own finishing company oh, with really? the my best friend who actually got me into finishing. Okay. So we ran that company for two years together. Um, got sick of the non-billable hours. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was doing all of our own payroll. I was doing all of our own estimating. I was doing all of this stuff behind the scenes after work. Lot of, lot of work, yeah. Yeah, so kind of got sick of that and I was getting the uh, the urge to get back into the heavier construction. Yeah. Um, I kind of missed it. So I actually went to PCL. Um, this would have been 2010. Okay. And you were at PCL working under who? I was working under a lot of different uh, superintendents. Um, to name a couple, I guess it would be John Horvat was easily my mentor uh, by far and away. Uh, the day I started with PCL, Dave Schwed was my foreman. Oh, really? On the, uh, oh, gosh, what was that? The Pedways at the University of Alberta. Yeah. Uh, we were doing the Pedways from education building and health sciences building. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, a fun story, I actually, the day I started, <laughs> I think it was September, October. It was just starting to get cold. And uh, Schwed turned to me and said, Kid, you left finishing to do this? What are you, nuts? Get it? Go back to that, man. You don't want to be doing this racket. This is in 2010. So now, today, Dave's working with me on this project. So it's really come full, full circle. Full circle. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. That's good. So you were at PCL for how long? Seven years. Seven years. And yeah. in, in seven years you were doing... Uh, big structure stuff? Yeah, honestly, like I got uh, a lot of, um, I guess you just call it well-rounded experience. Um, we did a large amount of pre-eng buildings. Mm. I tried desperately to stay away from the really large projects because I didn't want to be the number, the yep. cog in the wheel, right? And yep. that was easily the case with that company. Um, I learned millions of things from them and I wouldn't trade any of that for anything, right? It's, it's, it's experience I, I wouldn't have gotten uh, everywhere or anywhere else, I should say. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like pre-eng buildings, we would do warehouses in Nisku. We'd pull up, it'd be a farmer's field. I'd help lay out piles. We'd lay out the building. We'd leave doing the panic hardware. Wow. So Full it was, gambit. yeah, it was really nice. Like it, a lot of people didn't get that experience. Yeah, yeah. They'd get pigeonholed, the backing guy, the parapet guy, the whatever guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, it, I was really fortunate to do that. Um, with all that being said, I actually ended up on the arena and in the ice district. So, and did you, so in the ice district, you got to work with Kim Uramchuk. Yep. You got to work with Barnes. Yep. Um, Kevin Doyen, you kind of knew those guys. I knew, yeah, Kevin and I had uh, rubbed shoulders on other projects, not on the ice district. Okay, but okay. Uh, yeah, Kim Uramchuk was on the ice district um, doing another project down there at the time. 
Um, yeah, because I think he was working for Clark doing that's the right. casino. That's right. Yeah. But you guys had interaction just because yes, the way that all was connected there. Well, and Dave Barnes and I were actually on the arena on very similar scopes at the very similar time. Yeah. So when Barnes wasn't on the arena anymore, I was there. We're basically doing a lot of the uh, exterior stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, pretty much anything exterior, I should say. Site works and all that. Yep. And I was working under a guy Kim knew quite well and grew up with, actually. Okay. For a super, right? So, yep. again, really small world, right? And I think Brian Hennessy was actually doing some concrete there for a second. Oh, really? So, like, there was tons of people we knew there. That's hilarious. So, you were at PCL seven years, and then seven years you came to Shandos How? Yeah, very good question. So, again, seven years is a fair amount of time. You could call it a seven-year itch. You can call it whatever you want. Um, I was basically doing a foreman's job getting lead hand rate, um, which, again, I took it for what it was. I had a job. I had a good job. I was learning a lot, so I took it for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Had kind of put my hand a number of times, you know, trying to make those moves, trying to make bigger steps, asking what I need to do, put my hand up, volunteering for extra work, all that jazz. And... uh, then they started doing wage rollbacks. Mm. So now I was a, doing a foreman's job for like a brand new journeyman rate. Yeah. Not yeah. A, not an experienced journeyman rate, a brand new rate. Yeah. So that left a pretty bad taste in my mouth. And uh, at the time I'd heard a, a lot of whispers about Shandos and, you know, hey, these guys actually care about their people and they actually invest in their people. And, you know, they're doing all kinds of different work now and they're branching out and they're getting bigger. Like, you know, if... If you're looking, you should be phoning these people. So through friends of friends, I actually got uh, Caribou Shea's contact. Okay, yeah. And reached out to her and uh, basically lined up an interview, um, went really well, and ended up starting the following Friday. And this was what year? Tw- uh, must have been 2017. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. I actually started the same day as Tom Chisholm. Really? Yeah, we were in the same room. That's hilarious. Tom was doing columns downtown, among many other things, in the ice district. Yeah. When I was on the podium doing stuff in the ice district. Okay. So we both walked into the the main lobby there, and it's Tom, Adam. Yeah. What are you What are you doing here? So yeah. yeah it's kind of a funny moment, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and then Tom and I ended up going to Villa Marguerite. I think the next week. Nice. To work uh, for Brian Hennessy and Dimitri. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, so. You started as a journeyman? Yes, sir. You started as a journeyman, and you're currently a general foreman. Yes, sir. Um, and you're working towards superintendent, I assume. Yes, sir. Um, and you're on uh, the industrial health lab right now. I sure So tell, tell us a little bit about that project, and you know, like tell us the complications and the leadership that you've had to use yeah. to, to pull this thing together. So you're working under Kim Yurumchuk, yes, is, is your senior. Um, is your mentor and then um, you you guys have got this heritage project now I've done um, a few heritage heritage projects and it's super complex if you haven't done one you don't understand um, you know like for some reason a sill of a window is the most important thing that day Um, so so tell us tell us a little bit of you know what it takes you Mm -hmm. to rope this thing together because there's been multiple I'm gonna call them challenges Challenges is a perfect word um, but it it seems that you know as much as I have known you you never really get rattled and <laughs> you 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 just seem to like 
focus your thoughts and you know with Kim's uh, Kim's help in the background mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of you're running the show here so that's that's pretty awesome thanks yeah. uh, for three or four years that you've been here um, but tell us what it takes what does it take to do this this heritage project yeah and I mean I think you couldn't have said that more accurately it's uh, it's nothing you can't overcome but it's, it's unique challenges for sure like I got to this building and it was full of furniture they just decided they didn't want so I spent a large amount of time just trying to get the building cleaned out mm -hmm. and then at that stage and then the biggest thing for me and well Kim and I and, and Daryl and Todd and uh, David Addison like our whole team was if this is a heritage building that has been in disrepair that has been untouched in so many decades and now we could just have to deal with what we got because they didn't invest you know in the in the uh, in the past in this building what what is going to be expectation mm. from the owners mm -hmm. from the consultants from structure and most importantly the heritage advisor mm -hmm. and heritage advisor is someone i never even heard of before mm. i didn't know such a position existed yeah, yeah right so that was a relationship i've been trying to maintain with rigor because if I'm upsetting this guy, yeah, you know, it's a lot harder to for Shandos or anyone to get more projects similar to this, right? And, yeah. Um, being third generation Albertan, something like this is actually important to me. Yeah. Um, this is so. This building is the second oldest. In I think it is the second or third. It's 1893 was the original build. Yeah. Amazing. And, yeah. It's yeah. it's certainly old. Um, there's been additions and renovations. Uh, first was for World War One. It was uh, Victoria Armories. Okay. So where my lunchroom is, I'm yep. air quoting again. Uh, that was the first addition they did. And then the flat roof addition was done, I think we're thinking right around 1927, 1928. Okay. Just judging by the clay tile and certain construction in there. And yeah, the additions were certainly not done to the standard of the original. Yeah. Excuse me. But yeah, it's uh, not without challenges. But I mean, getting back to the leadership piece, I mean... I think more than anything, I just, I want to be a collaborative leader. I don't want to be the guy with an iron fist, unless it's a safety problem, mm. then I feel like that needs to be black and white. Mm -hmm. There's no gray there. Yeah. It's right or wrong. But collaboration, I think is huge. And especially at Chandos, I think they celebrate that more than anyone mm -hmm. that I've ever seen or ever heard of, you know, just talking to other people in the industry who are with other outfits still, or, you know, have come from other places, other firms. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, for me, like eight o'clock meetings are huge. Yeah. I know it's like a super calm thing we all do, yeah. but for me, it's huge. You're going to get a pulse right now. Yeah. Hey, I want to be in this space today. I got to be in that space tomorrow. Oh yeah, but I'm not done in there. Okay. Well, what's holding you up? Yeah. What can we do to help you out? Yeah. Who, who can we put in there to help you out? Like, do you need more support from your team? Nice. Yeah. Things like that. Asking the questions, right? That's, that's a big one. Um, poll plans are obviously huge. Mm -hmm. um, that has been a struggle for me. I'll be completely honest about that yeah it's it is difficult to learn yeah and, and get your mojo on yeah absolutely and and finding what's going to fit for your team and your trades yeah um it's different every project huge totally yeah. huge right so i feel like now finally maybe 10 12 months into the the poll plan is i'm getting the buy-in i've been begging for mm. and people are starting to realize well hey like if i participate in this like i own a chunk of it and then it's accountability both ways, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's huge, right? And I mean, Kim has been instrumental in the success of this thing. Mm -hmm. um, the wealth of knowledge that man possesses is terrifying. Yeah, it is it is actually. Yeah. It, I, I hold him in very high regard. Yes, he's, I do as well. He's He's got 
a plethora of experience and not only that what is very cool of you know Mr. Yamchuk is um, his continue continued uh, drive for personal growth yes he you know we have great conversations between him and I in the background huge yeah. you know where he's you know hey what can I do better here hey what do you think about this like he's he himself is a continuing education yeah. you know um, individual like he has that continue uh, imp- continuous improvement attitude yeah. even self self-reflective right? yeah so that's cool. He he leads from the back, kind of lets you swing or swing or hang. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then you get and then you get me on your ass, <laughs> and uh, I'm nitpicking you about it's details good, in daily it's reporting. And it's fair because I'm a big proponent of teaching you guys. Th- hey, listen this this is what the superintendent should do. And yeah. I have my four things, right? I have my four things that I always bug you about. Yes, sir. Number one is safety. Yep. Number two is schedule. Number three is QAQC, and number f- four is budget. budget. You got so, it. so those are the three. Those are the four things that I, I want to instill in you guys, and I'm all over you on that. And y- you know, like y- you take it with a grain of salt every time I kind of give you the gear. Oh yeah. But uh, y- you know, like I know in the past you've been accused of being too nice with teams. So let's talk about that. Sure. Um, there is a fine line between yes. motivation um, and 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 accountability. Yes, I'm, I'm going to call it. Um, but I I feel you do very well on on the collaboration piece, which which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've always wanted to see you do a little bit more is the accountability piece. Yeah. So. What are some of the things that you're currently working on to drive more accountability? You don't have to be an asshole no. to, to drive accountability. You don't. No. Like, it, it's it's not a thing. Plus, um, you know, like, you meet somebody with negativity, you're going to get negativity in return. 100%. So there's this fine line. And I've, all, I've never re- been able to, like, really articulate what that line looks like. That's right. But for you... Like, what are some of the things that you're working on for the accountability piece? Is there anything specific that comes to mind? Ooh, yeah. You're on the hot seat. Yeah. Oh, loaded question. No, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I think for the accountability, it's two things. Number one, what kind of leader do you want to be? What kind of leader do you want to be a year from now? Five years, 10 years from now? Maybe you're not there yet, but what steps do you need to take to get there? Mm. And two, accountability is a two-way street. If you're winning, man, you're winning. We're all winning. If you're failing, I'm failing. Mm. That's one thing I've learned. And that's one thing I've had to kind of stomach and digest myself. Um, that's been a big piece. But I mean, if it's like like our, our e-slab that we just poured is a good example. Like we hauled ass to get that ready. Like we're doing all of our own rebar on the site. We're doing all of our own prep. We're doing a lot of unique concrete things that we don't always get to do like our shoring and formwork systems right so if it's you know we hauled ass we made this poor date that you know seemed daunting and challenging you celebrate that it Mm. goes both ways right but if it's you know okay boys girls team we got to be at this stage by this date and we're not there it's not an iron fist coming down on people it's like okay how did we miss this mark yeah we missed it what do we got to do to correct this so this isn't happening all the time so it doesn't happen again and yeah maybe it's just the collaboration piece maybe it's i fell short maybe i didn't get you the material the direction the information you needed let me know 
Mm -hmm. I want to be better. We all want to be better. Mm -hmm. I'm not satisfied with good enough. Good enough isn't good enough. I want to be better tomorrow, right? So nice. that's part of that. So I, I know this about you personally, that um, you take feedback very well. Like if I give you feedback, you take it, you, you digest it, and you just move forward. So Try to be that, receptive. That's, 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 that's awesome. Um, you know, accepting feedback is, is hard. Um, we all have to play to our own ego and sometimes yeah. we just got to suck it up, listen and, and try and do better. So you, you nailed it on the head there. Um, leadership piece. So you've got this, like you're very positive individual. Right. Um, you know, and I know a lot of the, the team out there, like you have been working at this hunched over basement <laughs> chaos. Um, yeah. Um, I've, I've heard a few comments. I'm not going to say by who, you know, oh, we're, we're falling behind on our re rebar productivity, but they have not pulling rebar yeah. when you're, you can't even ha stand up like you, you get like anyway. Yeah. Um, you, there's a, a huge, huge learning curve for, for you, you know, as a team and crawl oh, man, I, I hats off to you and your team because if you didn't see what crawling through scaffold shoring yeah. and trying to get rebar in and working, um, I, I, I don't want to use that analogy because it's a lot of swears, but yeah. anyway, when you're hunched over, um, working for eight, nine, 10 hours a day, uh, folded in half in, in arm spaces and crawl spaces, yeah. you know, um, you've done it very well with a positive mindset. That's, well, that's what my point is. What I'm trying to get to is you've, you've done really well at, um, you know, keeping the positivity up with your team and, uh, making sure that your team has everything they need to be successful. So, mm -hmm. you know, big, big pat on the back for you there. Um, and I think your leadership quality is, you know, grow. We, we all grow as leaders every Huge, day. Yeah. And, I, and I think you've done a, a extremely fine job thus far young man um thank you sir so let's we got the work stuff out of the way um i know you have a very amazing partner in life huge, with two huge. minions yeah um let's talk about that a little bit so you met your wife when oh gosh how much time you got yeah this is oh gosh this is she's gonna hate me for telling this if she ever does listen to it but we went to the same junior high in the same high school. Okay. Never had one conversation. Okay. Ran in similar circles. Yeah. Had similar friends. Not one conversation. Yeah. She's close to my brother's age. So they graduated in the same class. I was two years ahead of her. Um, so yeah. I Sometimes I'll joke I've known her since junior high. I haven't. So at any rate. Um, yeah. We actually ended up. We were going to the same church at the same time. Okay. And uh, there was one uh, particular evening, they do a youth service on Sunday nights. And uh, I was coming in and she was walking out. And I was like, hey, do I know? Nah, there's no way. And then I couldn't shake it. I couldn't get rid of it, right? It was like, nah, I, I know who that was. So like any millennial, I head to Facebook and tracked her down. And uh, I think I just sent her a message basically saying like, hey, thought I saw you at uh, Hope City Church. You know, I hope you're doing well. Hope things are good kind of left it at that right mm -hmm. by the time I got this message out she was living in Brazil teaching English so I was like oh oh you're there well have a nice life yeah 
maybe look me up if you're ever back in the country. So kind of left it at that. She did two tours in Brazil, uh, teaching English and uh, working at an orphanage and stuff like that, right? So uh, when she was back, we actually ended up going for a coffee date, which went horribly, <laughs> horribly. Um, and that is all on me. Yeah. I had, uh, what the experts might call verbal diarrhea. Yeah. Here's Adam and his baggage, bleh. It was bad. It was really bad. So uh, got friend zoned. Yeah. Kind of kind of crummy. Um, so eventually I, I <laughs> circled the wagons and came back and kind of left it as, a, well, you know, maybe, maybe we could just meet up at church sometime. What's safer than that? Right? Whatever. So I ended up, uh, we did go to church a couple times and then went to a movie a couple times and I think she was fighting it tooth and nail, but I think her friends eventually convinced her that maybe I'm not such a bad guy. So eventually she came around and we've been together 10 years now, married nine. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know what she's doing with me, but I thank God every day she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's cute as a button. Oh yeah. She's a good, she's a good partner. Absolutely. Um, so you have, you have two kids together. Yeah. What's their names? Uh, Audrey is my four year old, my little firecracker, four year old going on 14. And Arthur's my little, uh, noise with dirt on it or boy. He's uh, two now. Wow. Yeah. It, it goes quick. Yeah. Yeah. You might have been the first guy that he actually went to on purpose, by the way. Oh, really? When he was about four months old, he wouldn't go to anybody. And Chaz just puts his arm and says, hey, buddy. Goes right into Chaz's arms at uh, one of our friend's barbecues there. It was really strange, but cool. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I, I, I love kids. I, you know, like, uh, yeah. I always told my wife that I wanted, you know, 14 kids. Yeah. But, um, I think it's because, uh, my fat face, I look like a giant child. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, your little guy, Arthur is hilarious. He, yeah. He's, he's wild. He's a character. Yeah. Um, he is going to be a superintendent one day. Just be careful. I think so. Um, same with Sean Gardner's kid, uh, Miles, he's going to be a superintendent as well. Yeah. But, um, y- you know, um, uh, so Aud- Audrey is four you said yes sir. and is she going to uh preschool or anything yeah like she that? goes uh to a preschool on the south side where we're at um and we just registered for kindergarten i can't believe i'm Ooh. saying that yeah so she uh she got accepted into said school and uh yeah she's gonna be going to kindergarten next september i guess so that's great yeah it's it's wild man i mean anybody whose parents out there they know how how fast the time does go yeah. Um, I think every cliche is true, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, it's it's wild. Yeah. That's that's great. So, what are the future plans for the family? Like, do you guys? Um, you're you're very involved in church, which is which is great. Yes, sir. Um, what are the do you guys like do crazy family vacations? Like, what what are some of the things you like to do as a family? Yeah, I mean, I I think we're we're pretty boring <laughs> to be honest. We don't do too much. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my brother's in Brooks, um, and we don't get to see them as much. He has two kids the the same age as mine. Oh, nice. He has two daughters. Um, our, our oldest, both oldest, Emmy and Audrey, um, when they do see each other, they're thick as thieves. Nice. They see each other maybe twice a year. Yeah. But they're just little buddies. So we're, we're trying to make a conscious effort to improve that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, we actually lined up a trip, I think, this June. We're going to just go down to Calgary for a long weekend. Nice, yeah. And... Uh, or make a long weekend out of it, I should say. Yeah. Uh, do the zoo, do all the touristy stuff. Yeah. We'll just get a big house, 
Airbnb it yeah and uh, have a nice little family vacation so Sweet. I'm really looking forward to that yeah um, we'll do anything we can to get outside yeah especially with the kids again anyone with parents I'm sure just get them out of the house mentality yeah. kicks yeah. in yeah um, and they love being outside it doesn't matter what the temperature is so yeah awesome help Michelle will do whatever they want to do outside right so good we try to do that try to be outside um, you know we'll try to catch the Edmonton attractions like whatever parades or K days stuff like that try to do those things um, yeah, just try to be involved. Uh, we're, we're very close with our, our own families, yeah. like my in-laws and uh, my family, right? So we try to make a lot of time for Sunday dinners, for yeah. family stuff. Like uh, we try to really prioritize that. Yeah. I think, I think if you have strong marriages, you have strong families, you have strong families, you have strong communities, you have strong communities. It's just a ripple effect. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So within that, uh, Amanda and I are strongly vested in marriage. Um, we both came from divorced families and made a very conscious decision that's going to stop with us. Um, so we value that a lot. You know, we do some marriage counseling or have done some in the past. We uh, do like hot seat interviews for marriage stuff and it's a very high priority for us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know my situation yes. with, with, with uh, you know, my son. Um, it takes a team Huge, um, to raise a child. Yeah. Um, it, it does take 50... And hats off to anybody who's a single parent because yeah. um, it's it's kids are a lot of work, a big responsibility. Absolutely. I think uh, society, and, and this is just me, but I think society today takes for granted uh, raising a child. I, it, there's a lot of work that has to go in yeah. to produce... A nice human. Yes. Um, well-rounded and, human. And uh, you and your wife do an amazing job. Thanks, your, man. Your kids are very well-behaved. Um, you guys lead them in a very wholesome manner. And, you know, that's that's amazing. Uh, without judging everybody around you, which, yeah. which is which is good on you. Yeah. Um, we're quick in today's society to criticize, condemn, and complain. So ha, um, that's very true. G- good for you to, uh, you know, like for raising a solid family. Yeah. Father to father, that means a lot. Sincerely, that's, you know, I, I think I've joked about it with you before too. Like if my tombstone said nothing, but, you know, he was a good husband and father and yeah, he was a halfway decent supervisor, then I did my job. Yeah. I always tell, you know, I'm an okay carpenter. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a better lead from the back. Uh, that's, sure, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's my wheelhouse. But, yeah. uh, uh, on my tombstone, I, I hope it says, uh, I, here lies Chas. He, he was a good guy. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, and that's hell of a fly fisher. Yeah. Uh, um, my wife is better than me all oh, of a no. sudden. So, but, uh, it, no, it's pretty funny. Uh, pretty funny story. Anyway, to, to wrap this whole, uh, interview podcast up, is there anything you want to like for the people coming up, mm. um, that have this drive, this ambition to do more, uh, take on more responsibility. There's a lot of responsibility in being Absolutely a supervisor. Um, I, a lot of people think it's all, uh, it's all glory. Um, they don't see the mud, the blood, and the guts, no. um, and and the amount of stress it is to be like being a superintendent nowadays is extremely stressful. There's a lot of responsibility, yeah. and there's a lot of complex items all at once. That's right. So you better be, you know, a super focused individual who wants who who wants to lead a team because you yeah. can't be the person um, who doesn't know how to lead or just wants to give up. Uh, you have to be driven. Yeah. So what what are some of the things that you would like to tell somebody coming up in the ranks? It's like you know what I'm. I want that challenge. Mm-hmm. What 
words words of wisdom from Adam Bradley. Yeah, right. Uh, that might be a bit of a stretch, but I mean, I think for me, one of the biggest lessons I learned coming up apprentice, uh, young journeyman was just being a sponge. Like, watch, ask questions. Mm. Something's effed up. Say something. Yeah. If something doesn't add up to you, yeah, maybe it isn't right. Yeah. Like, watch people learn. Like, I've seen so many seasoned strong carpenters, Dave Schwed, all these guys. Right. Like, there's been lots of times I'm just like, man, what is he doing? Oh, okay. And then it all makes sense. Mm. You know what I mean? So don't be afraid to ask questions. Put your hand up. Mm. Ask about it. Right. If if it doesn't make sense, there's there was. I feel like when I was coming up and maybe when you are too, there's a stigma like, well, if I ask any questions, like they're going to single me out or maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not smart or something. Yeah. And it's, that is so not the attitude we need to have, right? Like mm-hmm. these drawings aren't getting better. Mm. Specs aren't getting easier to read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So ask the questions, mm. make the phone calls, right? Like, yeah. and maybe that's the higher end of leadership, right? But I think just being receptive, even like, for constructive criticism swallow your ego yeah absolutely right i mean we got miranda on our site she's a a first year with us and she's been stellar Mm. amazing drive great effort she's asking questions she's linked up with dave schwed so she's in there with the champ but i mean a lot of us don't get opportunities to you know do unique stuff or Mm -hmm. maybe you you're on a project that the scope is limited yeah right so this project we're doing a little bit of everything yeah so it's it's a good opportunity for that right yeah yeah you guys got to do my favorite thing which is uh shock shock yeah, that's, that's right that's my i i, I didn't i missed all your shock <laughs> pours and that is my favorite thing to yeah. do is run that bloody hose yeah we'll get uh, you next time and uh i didn't get to do it anyway. so that's awesome um thank you for sharing thank you for coming being voluntold to hey. come on it's all um, good, man. You did come requested by Mr. Dale Waterhouse. Uh-huh. Uh, he wanted to hear your story. Um, again, thank you, Dale, for making these suggestions. There I you think go. these podcasts are awesome to get to know our team. Uh, if you noticed, we changed our um, podcast name from Shandos to We Are Shandos. Um, so I think that's exciting. In just a title, because like, that's who Shandos is, is made up of a bunch of we's. That's right. Um, so thank you very much. Thanks, Jess. Keep up the hard work. I know you work very hard, uh, you know, with your team, on your leadership, and in your personal life. So keep that good work up. Uh, if you have any questions about coming up the ranks and what it takes, Adam Bradley is a perfect candidate to ask what it takes. Um, and he will tell you that I am not easy on him. Uh, neither is Kim. Refined through fryer. And... Uh, you know, uh, please reach out because Adam does have a good uh, baseline of, of what it takes to be a leader. So thank you. Um, keep up the good work and I wish you all the best and a shout out to your uh, super awesome wife and kids. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, Jazz. <laughs>